0: Hello, and welcome back to the Margs and Mary podcast. We are so excited to be with you again today. Hey, CJ.
1: Hey, Emily. How are you? I'm good. doing good. Just over here sitting my Marg that I actually have this time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Clink. Across the computer. <laughs> I actually have a LaCroix sitting here as well, so. Oh, just- that's good. Hydration question mark? Yeah, hydration station. Here we go. Yeah. Um, how's your past week been? It was good. The same honestly, the same as the past seven weeks. I could not differentiate between them to save my life. Like I have no idea what I did on Tuesday versus Thursday. Who's to say? Um, Yeah. But like a good week. Still went back to school, so my little kiddos are doing their thing again. How how are you? How was your
0: week? And I'm good. I um I was telling you before we started, I took up a new hobby of not rosary making and in the past two days have made four not rosaries. <laughs> uh, uh but this morning I woke up and it was like it's Sunday that we're recording and I was like sitting and like drinking my coffee, eating breakfast, and I'm like, This is getting old. You know, like I'm ready to go back to mass and normal life. So yeah, seven weeks has been a long time um yeah. and it's gonna be weird once we go back to normal life but i'm i'm ready for it
1: okay yeah and you're in georgia so is georgia like gonna be the first one to roll out the new phases
0: yeah that's what okay so the governor governor kemp was like okay it's time to reopen the economy um for the sake of the economy i don't think he's thinking about like health at this point, um, but he opened up the economy again. But a lot of the businesses responded, and they were like, "We're not going to open up still. Like, even if it's legal for us to be open, um, we don't care. We would rather keep people safe, which I think is a good idea." And the the mayors of, like, the mayor of Savannah and the mayor of Atlanta have agreed, like, it's not a good idea um, to reopen. Like, you may, but be cautious
1: and safe. Wow, that's interesting. I, up in Virginia, we haven't done anything like that. Our governor's like talking about a two-year plan, but um that's, I didn't even think about that. I kind of assumed the second a governor decided to reopen the economy that people would just, you know, fly out of their houses at Zoom speed, and right. I'm surprised that that didn't happen, but also that's kind of amazing.
0: Yeah, I think because it's been such a big deal for the past over a month people are taking it very seriously like at first they didn't take it very seriously but now they are and so um the fact that like Georgia has been kind of the first one to open up and there's no sign of like coronavirus being like cured or this pandemic ending people are trying to be wise and um prudent so that's awesome. Yeah, we're still, still quarantined, still, you know, can't go bowling.
1: Oh, dang it. Just, uh, oh, my gosh. Is that the first thing you're going to do when we're of quarantine? Honestly,
0: like, bowling is kind of gross, even without a Small <laughs> <international laughs> pandemic. So, oh, my
1: gosh. True. a few
0: years before I go bowling again.
1: <laughs> Until it's, like, for sure. done. What would you say is the grossest part of bowling? Putting your fingers in the ball or putting the shoes on your feet? Oh,
0: uh, I think, okay, like your shoes, you have socks on. So I'm gonna say the, the fingers, cause that's just gross. And then like, you're gonna wanna eat like nachos and pizza cause you're at a bowling alley. And so I'm sorry for anyone out there that really loves bowling and the whole experience, but yeah. I just think it's, it's not, a, not a great time. I mean, it is. It's fun. I'm bad at bowling, but it's fun. But it's still just, like, mm, need hand sanitizer.
1: Yeah, and I feel like even now, like, realizing, like, oh my gosh, so many people with who knows what diseases go bowling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe we do that. Like, right? that. And then... <laughs> Who was the second person who agreed? <laughs> <laughs> who decided that bowling should exist? And who, who was the first follower of bowling? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, uh, anyway, we didn't come here to talk about bowling, though. We didn't, we, we didn't pour ourselves a mark to talk about bowling. I mean, it's a good um But let's talk about Mary. Um, cheers. Uh, so, Cheers. cheers this week um that we're recording in a couple of days is going to be the patron or the not the patron saint of mary but <laughs> is there a patron saint of mary um, I <laughs> yeah uh it's gonna be the feast day of one of the greatest marian saints um i think of all time probably mm-hmm. i'm biased because i love him but um so it's going to be the feast of st louis de montfort so i thought it'd be a good idea to talk about some of the the things that St. Louis Montfort teaches in True Devotion to Mary um, regarding the nature of True Devotion. Um, so, CJ, do you want to talk a little bit about what True Devotion to Mary is, or like who St. Louis Montfort is?
1: I would actually love for you to talk about True Devotion. I want you to lay, lay the groundwork. For those of you who don't know, I am really here as the facilitator for Emory Wisdom. Well. <laughs> that is the role I have deemed for myself. And I love it. I am so pleased to be in this role. <laughs> so, Emily, would you mind sharing with the millions of followers we have? Could you? Yes, Could I would really love to. Um,
0: so, *Tutus and Mary* it was written by Saint Louis Montfort, who was a priest, um, like a missionary priest in the 1600s in France. Who he devoted his life to to traveling around and preaching um, about. Uh, what it means to be devoted to Mary and to be devoted to Jesus. Um, He really talks about Jesus as the incarnate wisdom of God, um, which is a beautiful image of just, um, yeah, like the the wisdom of God, like the love of God being made flesh in Jesus. And um, and the way that we can come to wisdom is um, through Our Lady. Um, And so true devotion to Mary is St. Louis de Montfort's kind of magnum opus, His Greatest Work, in which he uh, details in, let me see, I've got it open right now. Um, I think it's like 270 or so paragraphs, um, like little sections about how to be devoted to Mary. Um, But it begins, like, or it doesn't just talk about Mary. It talks about like, the end of this devotion is to love Jesus more. And like, it's through loving Mary that we love Jesus um so that's that's what true devotion is in general but in specific he he goes through and he breaks down like what's a false devotion what uh, what are the motives for taking on this devotion what does it look like um and so today what i want to talk about and um cj's going to talk to you. it's not just into me i promise <laughs> um, the the nature of true devotion the, the, he lays forth five characteristics of true devotion It. Interior, tender, holy, constant, and disinterested. Um, but I'm really proud of this. Um, if you if you rearrange those letters, those words um, in the in the order and you say it's disinterested, interior, tender, constant, and holy, the first letter of each of those words spells out the word ditch. So if you need to remember what are the five attributes of devotion, true devotion, to Mary, you can remember ditch. Ditch your sins, be devoted to Mary.
1: I should be the tagline for how we end these podcasts, just to put that out there as well. Don't forget, ditch your sins. <laughs> yes, ditch your sins, devote yourself to Mary. Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, let's go through each of these. Um, we'll go through
0: them in ditch order, because I'm just, I don't know, that's like, that's my magma opus is, <laughs> yeah. is, is that acronym, in that sentence.
1: As it should be. Also, before we start, um, I... I feel like this is such a good place to start just like not so it's not the the first page of the book that i'm holding or anyways by any means but it yeah. it just like encapsulates all of it so um uh, yeah. this is really just such a good place to start and so anyways thank you emily for- yeah i think
0: like the the first paragraph of the book of um the true devotion it's like a treatise i guess it's in a book though <laughs> um, the first paragraph though it was it's It was through the most holy virgin that jesus came into the world and it's also through her that he has given that he has to reign in the world so like that's just it's like one sentence is the first thing but that is kind of like the summary of the whole thing it's like like jesus comes through mary we go back to him through mary Mm -hmm. um and then yeah these characteristics are like kind of what we kind of hope to be like or like how we hope to love mary in this way Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Uh we'll start with disinterested. Um CJ, can you explain what disinterested devotion means or uh maybe like summarize the paragraph or
1: Yeah, no, I'd love to. So disinterested this is so this one and then um one other one that we'll get to later, um, was always kind of the ones that stuck out to me because it's so Against our nature, I feel like to be disinterested, and so anyway, so a, a quick summary of it is um a true devotion to our Mary is disinterested in self, so um it inspires the soul to seek God only and God in his holy mother is is how saint louis de Montfort phrases it, so the whole thing is just disinterested of self, and I feel like you know our whole our whole nature is trying to promote us to be interested in ourselves, you know, to promote the human race, right, I'm a science teacher, so you see it in every single species, whether it's, you know, a worm or humans, but, you know, sometimes it can look like our end goal is to just continue our race and to make our own race, you know, the best, and, you know, make ourselves personally the best, you know, Um, which is not bad, you can always strive to be the best at something or whatever, but um, to be disinterested in favor of being interested in God is the whole point of the Christian life is to die into self, right? To, to look to God and to only find your source of life in him. Um, and so knowing that this devotion cultivates that just for me really is like, ah, of course, like this is the devotion that I want to put as a focus in my life you know if this is one thing that's going to help me become more christ-like aka disinterested in myself then yeah like sign me the heck up um so kind of how I see disinterested is it's like one more thing that can really center us in humility and tear away at you know the the pride that can always build up so um yeah Emily what are your thoughts on disinterested?
0: Yeah, I think like what you're saying, like it's, um, it's like against our human nature. Um, I've been, I've been teaching, I teach religion and I've been teaching about church history this past week um, to my eighth graders and talking about martyrdom and how like martyrdom is not natural and it's not um, like self-preservation is natural and also like self-advancement is natural. Like that's in our human nature is to want to, keep our life and to make our life better um, and so martyrdom is a supernatural grace it's mm. a divine um, thing to do like it's, it's only through God's grace that we're able to do that um, and so the fact that this devotion is just interested in any personal gain in the fact that when we are devoted we should not be interested like we shouldn't devote ourselves to Mary um, to like gain to to be better um, like in the world, like we shouldn't devote ourselves to Mary because she gave us things, or because it'll make us—I um, don't know—people will think we're holier. Like it'll, will become more renowned or something like that. Um, so it's just interested in, yeah, like our own personal advancement, but it's only, yeah, exactly what you're saying, like interested in God, and it's just focused on Him. And the reason that we devote ourselves to Mary is to. Um, to, to only seek to serve her, um, Mm -hmm. and to, so that, um, and that's one of, like, kind of the, the fruits of this devotion and consecration, is that when we are consecrated to her, all of our actions do serve her, and they are, um, they have that eternal fruit, so, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah,
0: disinterested.
1: Mm -hmm. I know, I, I remember, like, for the first time reading through consecration, and you know, realizing that everything, once we're consecrated, everything that we do is hers and then she can do with it what she wills. And so first of all, kind of realizing like, whoa, prayer intentions kind of take on a whole new meeting, you know, asking Our Lady to be like, hey, this is what I'm trying to offer this up for, you know, a friend's marriage or this or this or that or whatever. And just trusting that Our Lady will use our offering the best way that she can, which is the most perfect way whether that's for our, our friend's marriage or our, our specific intention and then also knowing that if we're consecrated then we don't have to offer up every little thing because it already is you know mm-hmm. it's already hers so
0: yeah I, I think honestly disinterested is one of like the hardest ones though, because it's like it's so easy in our prayer life to ask for things and to be selfish or like i'm going to make the sacrifice for this thing Mm Um, like I'm going to deny myself so that this good thing can happen, um, for someone else or even for myself. Um, and so the fact that it's disinterested in that we're not doing it for gain, but we're doing it out of love for Mary and for God. Um, I, I think I find that very difficult, (laughs) um, but it takes like grace and redirecting my focus, um, and the help of Mary
1: to do that yeah no absolutely absolutely it's a hard one (laughs) yeah yeah should we talk about the next one yeah give me your thoughts on interior
0: interior um so true devotion to our lady is interior it comes from the mind and the heart it flows from the esteem we have from her the high idea we've formed of her greatness and the love which we have for her um so i think kind of what he's um like kind of combating is the idea that devotion to mary is just like praying the rosary and um you know bringing our lady flowers and which are all good things but the reason that we do those things are because we have pondered the mystery of who she is and we love her um and it comes from the mind and the heart so it, it flows forth from from meditating upon her life and her virtues and then like. I think from that meditation, we grow in love for her because we've come to experience. I think her in our own lives. Um, I think for myself, like when I started praying or like when I first started like consecrating myself to Mary, it wasn't kind of like an interior devotion. It was kind of like an exterior thing. Like it was a uh, um, like everyone around me is consecrating themselves to Mary, so I'm gonna do it too. Or um, like I, it's, it's like, it's weird at Franciscan. It's like the trendy thing to do. It's yeah. is like such a good peer pressure. Um, <laughs> but, it, uh, but it started off exterior, but then like when I started like actually learning how to pray the rosary um, and actually, you know, like sitting at the feet of Mary, as St. John Paul II says, mm-hmm. uh, my like knowledge of Mary grew into love for her. And I started to experience her as a person and not just as an idea or a trend, um, to be
1: you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, like, experiencing that, like, not only was she a historical figure, but she was still, or she still is, you know, present in our daily lives, you know, like, she was so overcome by the spirit, so she's still with him, you know, wherever the spirit is, they're his spouses as well, so, um, yeah, I see, I see that and i also feel like with this particular aspect of devotion how it's interior i saw this hysterical meme today and it, it reminded me of this actually and it was um it said something along the lines of have you ever just wanted to keep a secret to yourself like not a big secret but just for instance you go to cbs and you don't tell anyone about it just because <laughs> it's your own secret <laughs> <laughs> Because i feel like I, first of all yes i do that and second of all i feel like that's kind of not not necessarily describes the interior life but can just can in a certain way describe the interior life just in the fact that to have an interior devotion is kind of like having a, a secret sort of with the father or with our lady or you know um with a specific devotion and so having an interior devotion and sometimes it's just important to keep it interior kind of reminds you of the the verse um in devotion where or it's in the bible but louis quotes it that's mm-hmm. um, i just pulled it up it's um luke 2 18 through 19 and it says um and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them but mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart and so i feel like if that's what our lady did with so much of what she heard from her son then if we want to be like her and therefore like her son then we need to practice the same thing and Mm -hmm. that i feel like yeah keeping it interior is just so important we don't need to to have it be exterior
0: yeah i don't know why you want me to like say all the the things that was that was wise (laughs) that was really good yeah i think like exactly like in imitation of Mary, to keep our, um, interior lives interior and our love for her, like, not, like, hidden, like, in a shameful way, but, like, hidden in a, it's holy, and, like, how you, you veil holy things, and Jesus is in the tabernacle, not because, like, uh, it's, like, a bad thing that we want to hide, but, like, because it's so holy, um, that we keep him hidden, like, Our Lady, the fact that she, wants to you know reign in our hearts like that's she's so holy that we should allow her full reign there and not parade it around because then it becomes interested <laughs> or it, it becomes um, no longer like that true devotion but it becomes kind of a, a show or um, kind of a hypocritical type
1: yeah exactly and it's so sacred that it just kind of like begs to be veiled a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. like it's like so special almost that you just want to keep it close to the chest, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and having recently gotten married, I remember, you know, my mom asked me like, so are you going to wear a veil or what are you going to do? And it was always something that I had dreamed of as a little girl was to wear, you know, a blusher kind of, you know, like over a veil in the back, of course, but then also like a blusher over the front and then to have my dad lift the veil, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's, I feel like it is, it's so innate in our hearts to know when to keep things veiled sometimes and do whatever you want at your wedding. That's, that's like a, can be like a personal, whatever, a fun choice, but it was, it did seem kind of personal in my heart to like, to know, to keep, to be veiled and to keep Our Lady veiled and and in certain circumstances like that. And yeah, yeah, I think it is kind of like written on the heart. I forget what the word for that is, but.
0: I don't know, I, I don't know what
1: word you're thinking of. I wish I did. There's like, a, I, don't, I forget, there's Is a right? word for, like, the, the sense of something being written on the heart. I
0: don't know, but that's a good way to put it. We could, we could talk about all of these for, like, an entire podcast, but we should probably keep, keep oh, along. No, but that, that's really, yeah, I think the idea of veiling our, devotion or veiling our interior life is so important, um, you know, like not throwing our pearls before swine,
1: um, you know. Um, tender is the next one. Ah, tender. (laughs) It is tender that is full of confidence in her like a child's confidence in his loving mother. This confidence makes the soul have recourse to her in all its bodily and mental necessities with much simplicity, trust, and tenderness. Mm -hmm. I feel like tender. She's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's. Uh, I mean, like the whole, like I mean,
0: not the whole gospel, but basically, yeah. It's you know, learning how to be a child of God, or like kind of a lot of the Christian life is kind of that childhoodness, being being a child of the Father, um, and I think that we can learn often how to be a child of the Father by being a child of the Mother um, mm-hmm. and having recourse to her. Um, and so I think that's what this tenderness means is just being like a little kid who, whenever anything happens, wants to go and run up and tell his mom, like he scrapes with me. I have to go find my mom or he gets a good grade on a test. I have to go find my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what tender devotion to Mary is, is that she is truly our mom. Not like, I think it's easy to think like, oh, the queen of heaven and earth and she's you know, sovereign over the demons and the angels, and uh, she's so powerful, which is true. Um, but St. Teresa says that she's more mother than queen. Oh, yeah. So to, to always, to see her as, as mother first, and then when we see her as mother, we're like, well, my mom's the queen of heaven and earth, so nothing can touch me, like, it's fine. I have full confidence in her because she's my mom. I'm gonna
1: write that little quote in the notes for our show. She's more mother than queen. That just sums it up. Yeah. Um,
0: he goes on to say, too, like, he kind of lists, like, all the situations in which you should go to Mary, and it's like, uh, when you have doubts, your soul will be enlightened. When you're wandering, you'll be brought into the right path. In temptations, you'll be supported. In weakness, you'll be strengthened. And so, yeah, like Mary, she does all these things for the soul. Like when we invite Mary into our soul and into our heart to be our mother, she she takes care of us. Like she takes care of our spiritual life and um and, and she's I think in a tender way too. Like we're our love for her is tender, but her love for us is also
1: tender. hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is sweet to know that it's both ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do you have anything to add about this one? No, I feel like you totally summed it up perfectly. I'm still like fluttering from the quote. <laughs> it was Saint Teresa, it was not me. <laughs> um, quote Emily, quote Saint Teresa. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so that was uh, T. So next is C. Constant. Um, so true devotion to Our Lady is constant, so that means in good times and in bad, she is our mother, and we are given to her as her children, um, so we, we don't just love her when we're happy or when it feels good, but also when we're, we're sad and we're
1: sorrowful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just reading a little passage, and um, I love that St. Louis de Montfort points out, that a person truly devout to our blessed lady is neither changeable, irritable, scrupulous, or timid." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm not truly devoted! Irritable. (laughs) Yes! So, kind of reading that, it's like, wow, and that fits under this little category of constant. Like, if I were constantly devoted in every single moment of my life, then I would not be irritable.
0: Yeah. Like, why do I complain so much when, like, literally, Mary's my mother, you know, God is my father, like, I am being provided for by the Father at all times, like, why do I complain all the time, like, about everything?
1: Yeah, I'm with or you. You know? Yes, uh, literally, yes. I re- <laughs> Just this morning, I, was, I went for a walk with my sister, and we were talking about that emotional energy sometimes it can take to get out of the bed in the morning. It takes... Mm-hmm you know, next to no physical energy. But it can sometimes take so much emotional energy just to get out of the warm covers. And I don't know, to know that, like, if in that moment, if I was so devoted to the Blessed Mother, I would not feel irritable about, you know, having to start a new day. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, oh. There's so many moments where I feel like we could probably reflect on on this constant aspect of devotion and where we lack in it. But I also feel like there's probably, yeah, there's also like so much good to it that we do see in our lives rather than just all the times that we fail on it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's like a good examination of conscience. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, I mean, think of it, like, ultimately like devotion to Mary is devotion to God because when we're, you know, she always leads us to Jesus. She's not the end, the yeah. end of the devotion, um, but she leads us to him, so it's like, uh, where today was I constant? Like, when was it an opportunity to be irritable or to be timid, but I gave, like, I overcame those Mm -hmm. temptations? Or where today was I, did I fail in this? Like, where did I fail in my devotion? Like, what were my inconsistencies? Mm -hmm. Um, But then to trust that in the consistencies and in the inconsistencies, she loves us as a mother. You know, because we fail, like we, we fail period <laughs> um, and we're going to and that's inevitable but our lady is in heaven she's immaculate and she won't fail and god won't fail and so um i forget which epistle it is but it's, um like we won't be faithful but he will always be faithful because he can't deny himself like god is always faithful he's not able to be unfaithful to us but we're going to be unfaithful, and he's going to, you know, forgive us, and our duty is to to get back up again. Um, he even says, um, when he loses the taste and relish of devotion, he does not become disturbed, for he- the just and faithful client of Mary lives by the faith of Jesus and Mary and not by natural sentiment. So, um, I don't know if that was what I wanted to read. Oh, it's, <laughs> when he falls, he rises again by stretching out his hand to his good mother. So when we fall, we were back again, and um, yeah, constancy.
1: For what it's worth, I'm glad you read both parts. Yeah, <laughs> thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I read it confidently, so it sounded like it was what I wanted to say.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's what matters, right? You can walk into any room. Sure, sure. It's all good. Yeah. All right, holy, last but certainly not least. Uh, yeah. What do you have to say about holy? Holy.
0: Um, True devotion to our Lady is holy. That is to say, it leads us to avoid sin and to imitate the virtues of the Blessed Virgin. And then it goes on to list her 10 virtues, um, which we could probably do like a podcast series on. We should. Yeah, we'll put it on the docket. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so when we love Mary, uh, we avoid sin and we want to imitate her. And I think. She helps us to do that, too. Um, I don't know. What do you have to say about holy?
1: Oh. <laughs> I feel like holy is, like, such a big one. It's such a... Every devotion mentions holy. I feel like the, the first four are kind of specific to, like, St. Louis de Montfort in this devotion. He points... Like, he pulls out some, some specific words, but... Um, every devotion, you know, leads us to holiness, and this one is the best devotion, so... -hmm. Um just knowing that it all leads to holiness, that the whole goal is to avoid sin and grow closer to Christ. Mm -hmm. And knowing Mm -hmm. that this assists us in doing that, that this makes us more like our lady who is without sin. Um that there yeah, that this is the way to go. It kinda I don't know, for me I guess it instills that confidence in consecration that if I'm going to devote my life to Christ this is the way I want to do it so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah.
0: if I want to be transformed into the likeness of Christ it's going to be through um imitating Mary and allowing her to to form me to Mm -hmm. be like him um which is another thing St. Louis Montfort talks about is like she's like a mold you know like she was the one who formed Christ in her womb and so we need to, to pour ourselves into her so that she can form us into christ but um something that I, I think we often forget with that is to be poured out or like to like to pour something into a mold you have to like melt it down first which is not easy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so it's like i think that yeah avoiding sin and being purified um
1: and then in that we can become like her and become like her son mm-hmm yeah, it kind of reminds me of, Emily, like, did you have braces growing up? I did,
0: for, okay. for a brief
1: time. You know when they had to make the mold of your teeth, and it was literally the worst appointment of your entire life?
0: <laughs> I think after they put the braces on, that was kind of worse, but yeah, that mold, it was like, it was like, kind of like,
1: it was a weird substance that you just put your mouth, that you put into your mouth. The texture, the, the taste, all, like, it was just all kind of, like, like the the beginning of having to have a mold and to to having our teeth be molded was yeah. miserable, and I feel like that's totally how it how it is when you know we begin the process of you know rooting out sin and going through that. It can be painful to let go of earthly ways because they are enticing, but mm-hmm. to go to go through it to the other side, you know mhm. Um,
0: I don't know what you're talking about, like, beginning, this whole quarantine, I'm, like, choosing like, another episode of Netflix, or should I finally get up and, uh, pray the rosary, or go for a run, or do something good for me? Wash my dishes from breakfast? (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Like a daily, hourly question. You know, I feel like quarantine is such, like, a, a good magnifying glass for, like, our lives. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's like you say, I'll, you know, when I have more time, I'll finally learn how to speak Spanish fluently. I have more time. Do I speak Spanish? No. I said no in English just then.
1: You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> or Spanish. Or drinking margaritas. <laughs>
0: no, that was in English. Because <laughs> I haven't studied at all.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Painful. Yeah.
0: So there it is. Ditch. Ditch your sins. Devote yourselves to Mary. Yes. If you don't devote yourself to me, where will you end up?
1: Okay. it. <laughs> I really think this is a new tagline. It is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, I didn't get us through I was, I this margarita as so I had hoped.
0: I know, I have, yeah. Um, any, any parting thoughts about maybe how to practice these um, this week or at all, ever? <laughs>
1: I would say if you have not either ever consecrated to Our Lady or if you have never, you know, if you've always thought about getting true devotion but have just kind of, you know, said, oh, yeah, I'll do it later, or if you have not, if you have consecrated but haven't, like, really dug into consecration in years, um, now's the time, you know, pick a feast day or make a feast day and if you,
0: start, if you start on April 28th, you can end on May 31st, which is the oh, visitation. Busy. But also, um, if you start on April 29th, and you can end on May or June 1st, which is Mary Mother of the Church, the new feast day.
1: So. Okay, so start anytime, not tomorrow though, but over the next two days, depending. Well, sure. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to publish this fast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Google it. Google when to start and start. Or don't even do it on a feast day. Just do it for the sake of yeah devotion, you know?
1: Exactly. Make your own day where you just start and then you don't stop. Be constant. Choose choose days to be constant and be like, yep, today I'm going to be constant. And then I hope tomorrow I will be too. But then yeah. you make a decision tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Get out of bed and do your consecration.
1: Heck yeah. Sorry, uh, man. <laughs> what what are your parting words oh my parting words
0: um i would say like it's like you i don't know with with devotion to mary something i feel like i've been missing in my life like is uh, i don't have enough full life-size statues of mary in my life like i just i want to to sit in front of a life-size statue of mary um and so i have little ones i have one on my nightstand um, but I would say like meditate on an image of Mary, like look at Mary and, and talk to her like you talk to your mom and just bring her, spend like five minutes having a conversation with her. Um, I think images, like they help me to like look at a picture, but like even just to to sit in a silence um, and yeah, just just bring yourself to her and um, ask her to show herself as your mother. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it, devotion. Yeah, I feel like I get so much every single, like when we do this, it's just so nice. I feel like I get a, a renewed sense of devotion to Our Lady when we talk.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm like ready to go and uh, punch the devil in the face. Like,
1: oh yeah, conquer
0: this this quarantine. Uh, you know, like laziness. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Seriously, I feel yeah. Oh, all right. Shall we? Shall we end it? Yeah.
0: Cheers, have a good week. Thank you for joining us.
1: Cheers, my peeps.
0: Until next time.